guys, it's Alex Espinoza. Welcome to episode 50. I can't believe we made it to episode 50 of the Ricky Henderson podcast, the greatest of all podcasts, the GOAP. I started this as a quarantine pod, uh, project back in June 2020 and or July 2020, something like that. And it's been really cool to keep it going and see all the support. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram on, on YouTube too, at Ricky blog. And yeah, the A's have made it to the 40 game mark of the season, which is usually a pretty good barometer of who's good, who's not. They're 16 to 24 and they're slowly fading from the pack at, uh, in the American league West. Um, you know, they're a game and a half back of fourth place, Seattle, and uh, the Rangers just swept the Angels, but but then there's Houston, who's 25 and 14, leading the AL West. And like we've been doing the past couple of weeks, we're doing a little uh, series recap here about the A's and the Twins. They just hosted the Twins to wrap up their home stand for a three-game set Monday through Wednesday before having an off day yesterday. And like we've been doing the past couple of weeks, we're doing a little series recap between the A's and the Twins on Monday. The A's started it off by losing three to one and former Yankees great outfielder Bernie Williams actually played the national anthem. So that was a nice little wrinkle. And Zach Logue was auditioning to pitch almost kind of like keeping trying to keep his spot after Dalton Jeffries had a strong start over the weekend and uh, against the angels previously. So Zach Logue, uh, basically auditioning for a spot because everybody knew that Cole Irvin might be coming back and Cole Irvin had to start Tuesday night. He went well and he'll be, he'll probably be back here later this week. But uh, so yeah, Monday night, Zach Lowe got the start, the lefty, his third appearance or excuse me, fourth appearance, third start of the year. And he could only go four and a third. It was his shortest outing of the year. Um he, he gave up two earned runs and he couldn't really, he said he couldn't locate on the inner half of the plate. And this was another classic slow game from the A's offense. They only had four hits, but they did have a couple of doubles from Elvis and Seth Brown. And they both hit the main A pretty hard at second base. It's that, that viral dance where you put your hand up and you, you shake your hips. <laughs> so yeah, Elvis and uh, Seth both hit the main A pretty hard. And uh, they had a really good scoring opportunity in the first inning of this game on Monday night when Seth Brown came up with runners on first and second, but he grounded out. And then Sean Murphy uh, had a late uh, kind of a shallow fly ball to center field and he broke his bat on the ground. He was pissed off, but uh, yeah, another quiet day. A's lose three to one. And there was a couple of funny moments for Ramon Laureano, like early in the game, uh, Celestino on the twins. He, he kind of told him like, yo, chill. Like, cause Ramon looks like he was going to throw at first base after Celestino rounded to first base. And then Celestino was like, yo, chill. And then, uh, <laughs> and then later in the game, Byron Buxton, um, he was kind of rounding second base and Ramon just threw in an absolute laser that to the cutoff man that was going to head to the third base. And Buxton also was like, dude, chill. So people are definitely aware of Ramon. Um, he's back. And his arm still has that reputation that has gone nowhere after his 80-game suspension. And the A's only run came in the fourth inning when Nene hit <laughs> – I would say when Nene hit a double, when Elvis hit a double. I might just call him Nene Andrews now. Uh, when Elvis, Elvis hit the, uh, the RBI double in the fourth inning. And Elvis also had a nice diving play in the field. Uh, it was very vintage Elvis kind of diving, stop, throw across the diamond, and uh, in the seventh inning. 
But the seventh inning, the A's also had another scoring, uh, not a scoring chance, but they had a runner on, and Luis Barrera hit into a double play. And double plays continue to kill the A's in clutch situations. And one thing I did notice was that the drummers are doing the Tejada beat for Barrera, the Barrera, but it used to be Tejada back in the day. That's like in the 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 golden heyday of uh (laughs) of a's drumming back in the day like 20 years ago speaking of 20 years ago check out this al davis shirt this thing is wrinkly and the paint is dying i got holes in it i think i got it at a bart ramp like 11 years ago that's for the youtube crowd anyways (laughs) um so yeah Logue was lifted at after four and a third then acevedo gave up a run on a homer to gary sanchez then for the rest of the way, it was A.J. Puck, Lou Trevino, Justin Grimm. And uh, it was kind of uh, uh, not, not scary, but it was, it, um, it was interesting that in the eighth inning, Lou Trevino, the, uh, he, had to get, he had to get checked by Mark Kotze and the trainer in the eighth inning. And this is what Kotze had to say about it afterwards. Uh, I, guess, I guess Lou has problems hyperventilating. That's something I didn't realize before. So maybe that explains why. In high-pressure situations, he's not as, as good as he is when there's not so much on the line like he was here. He had a 1-2-3 inning. You know, the A's were down by a couple of runs as opposed to up a couple of runs. But here's what Kata had to say about Lou and his breathing. Yeah, Lou, a um, little bit of history with this. He, he gets amped up and uh, it's, has trouble sometimes catching his breath. So uh, I kind of assessed that right away. Um, gave him a couple of pitches and then wanted to just make sure we went out and checked on him. It wasn't something a little more severe and, and uh, you know, he's experienced it before, but obviously, uh, you know, it, it, you got to go out and make sure he's, he's okay. But the real news was going on after this game was that the possum uh, has reappeared at the Oakland Coliseum. The beloved rally possum, it actually first showed up in 2014 during a game against the Rays. And I guess Jeff Samarja said after the game, oh, yeah, we see that thing all the time in batting practice. But it's the first time he showed up in the game and the A's won, <laughs> walk off. And then in 2015, he showed up again. And he was the rally possum was named uh, player of the game by Brody Brazil. But on, on Monday night after, <laughs> so after the game, while the writers were doing their stories, Michael Wagaman of the Associated Press, he looks up, he sees a possum creeping through. And Matt, Matt Kawahara also got another great photo of the possum just like sneaking halfway, sticking half of its body through the press box roof, through this little soft, it looked like it chewed through the soft, um, you know, like dry, <laughs> just dry little roof. It just looked, I don't know. He just chewed his way through basically and half his body was through the roof. And yeah, that was very classic Oakland A's moment. And of course the day after the last dive bar already had merch of the rally possum had a sign classic they were just sitting on that one they were just waiting on that guy to pop back up so go to lastdadbar.com and get your rally possum merch uh didn't really rally the victory but you know maybe it rallied the riders to get their stories done so a's lose three to one monday in the opener always something going on even if it seems boring in the box score and on tuesday the a's got a, their first victory of the year against the twins in five tries they got swept in Minnesota earlier this year. And the first thing they noticed about Tuesday night's game was that James Caprillion had a mustache. Uh, he had a mustache, a little bit of stubble, a little like little bit of beard stubble. 
And here's what Cap had to say about the about his his mustache afterwards. I guess he he had it before, and his sister was texting him about it. But yeah, it was a pretty funny quote. I've had a mustache like once before, so I don't know. My sister texted me and said people were talking about it, which is <laughs> either a good thing or a bad thing. So hopefully, hopefully it's nice and attractive. <laughs> And Cap's two runs came on two different solo shots, one in the fifth, one in the sixth. In the fifth inning, he gave one up to a good-looking rookie, Royce Lewis. He was the number one overall pick in 2017. And it was kind of weird-looking because Barrera, uh, Luis Barrera's played in left field, and he lost the ball in the light, so he was kind of looking like this, like he was going to catch the ball or he lost it, but the ball snuck out over the fence. And then in the sixth inning, uh, Gary Sanchez hit one. It seems like he did a lot of damage against the A's in this series. And after the game, uh, Caprillion was talking about how he actually went back to his old slider grip after making an adjustment in the middle, actually in the beginning of the game. Uh, after the first or second inning, he changed up his slider grip. Christian Bethencourt gave him a look, and, and then Cap was like, oh, I got to go back to that. So here's what he said after the game. So I threw one during warm-ups to Christian um, after the first inning or second inning. And I uh, went back to my old grip, and he looked at me, and I was like, that's nasty. And uh, I was like, all right, I got to throw it. And ended up, I feel like, having probably better movement than it's been in the past. Uh, I was able to get out in front and, and finish it in that bottom, bottom quadrant. But the story of the day was really the offensive breakthroughs, um, as, as well as cat pitch. He did look good. Um, because for the first time since May 12th in just a, about a week, uh, the A's scored at least five runs just for the fifth time this month. I don't know. Whenever I see the A's score five runs, it seems like a lot. And Kevin Smith snapped his 0 for 18 with a two-run dinger in the fourth inning. And it marked the A's fifth dinger in May. And just for perspective, that's not a lot. Like the Astros actually on this day, they had five in one inning against the Red Sox pitcher Nate Eovaldi. So the A's five in one month, the Astros five in one inning. And then in the seventh inning, Sean Murphy snapped his 0 for 21 with a bloop two-run single. And Kotze said uh, he loved seeing that because it came off his bat at 59 miles an hour. So that's about as slow as exit velocity you'll probably see. I think I saw Murph smile when he got to first base. Um, you know, these guys, again, they're grinding. And, uh, and Murph's one of those guys that – it grinds. He does, never asks for a day off. Um, so to get rewarded on a, on a ball that left the bat at 59 miles an hour, that, that's a big bonus. Um, yeah, so good for Murph. You got the two-run single, snap his kids. So him and Smith combined 0 for 39 were snapped, and they've driven four runs. That was good for them. And during the sixth inning, it was kind of funny when the, uh, the, when the Twins were hitting, somebody actually dropped their cell phone in center field. So Pache had to pick it up. And he just put it in his pocket. He was like walking around the, the second half of the inning with some dude's pocket, some dude's phone in his pocket. And the fan uh, tweeted me after the game. He said, oh, I got it back. So shout out to Pache and the A's for giving that dude his phone back. And also Danny Jimenez ha had a great, well, so after that, actually, I got a, Zach Jackson got his first win. He pitched the seventh inning, but he, he's actually a little bit messy in the eighth inning. And Danny Jimenez had to come in. He he had two runners on first and second with one out, but Danny got two, both got two outs, and then he got three more outs on the ninth. So he got a five-out save. And Jimenez, again, I 
I, I think he is the guy, and I think he's really established himself as the closer. Here's what Katsai had to say about Jimenez going five outs to close out this 5-2 victory for the A's. No, I do feel comfortable with Danny coming in in the eighth inning. Um, yeah, he's done it throughout the, the minor leagues. Um, so he's, he's a workhorse. Um, you know, he wants the baseball. And um, as we talked a little bit about him in pregame, you know, he's, he's very calm. Um, and, and, you know, he's been, uh, I think, through all the experiences, um, you know, that he can be uh, challenged in, especially at this point in the season, he's, he's worked himself into trouble, gotten out of trouble, um, and had some clean innings. Uh, he's done the one-plus role for us, so I was comfortable with him coming in and going one-plus tonight. All right, Danny Jimenez, five outers. And then, you know, Puck in the previous series got two innings, so they just have a couple solid back-end options right now who can also get multiple innings. And this Tuesday night game was also a funny one because in the left field bleachers at the dive bar, they're always doing hilarious stuff out in the dive bar. And this time they brought out their cutouts. So people were just sitting next to the pictures of themselves. They're wearing the same clothes as they were wearing in their cutouts. It was pretty hilarious. Hot Dog Hal's cutout was even there. He was posing next to his. Good times. Good times out in the dive bar in left field. But the A's lost 5-2. to two, Or no, excuse me. The A's did win 5-2. to two. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was. Yeah, the A's won 5-2. to two. They split the first two games of their series. So fun day in the stands. Good times all around at the Coliseum. But on getaway day, it was a rough one, folks. The A's got wiped 14-4. to This was the Dalton Jeffries-Sonny Gray matchup. Sonny, of course, was the A's first-round pick in 2011. He pitched with the A's from 2013 to 2017 before he was traded to the Yankees. I think Sonny's finest moment has to be Game two of the ALDS in 2013 against those pesky Tigers when he threw eight shutout innings before the A's won one to nothing on Stephen Vogt's walk-off. That same game, Verlander won seven shutout innings, struck out 11. Uh, I think Sonny's still beloved here in Oakland. He still loves it, you know, coming back. And on Wednesday for this day game, Carlos Correa actually came back for the first time in 11 days after his finger injury after getting hit by a pitch. And the very first pitch of the game, Dalton Jeffries got an out. Smooth Chris, 5-3 out to Kevin Smith, but then the first inning was pretty much a disaster after that. Uh, he, he went 31 pitches. He gave up four hits. It gave up three runs. And in, <laughs> it was kind of interesting. The, the, the A's cam- TV cameras picked up on it. But when Gary Sanchez was – was coming up on deck he was like really close to behind home plate he was like right in jeffrey's view line and Braden saying oh i don't like that and uh basically hitting like oh maybe i would let one <laughs> uncork one and make gary sneak back a little bit so he's not so close to the plate um but sanchez ended up because yeah Braden just says hey basically he gets to see all your pitches and all your movements for free and it's not at a weird angle um so Braden was not liking that, but Sanchez ended up having a broken bat. Two-run single that was perfectly placed on the left field line. Just bad luck day for Dalton. But Dalton was also kind of struggling with his command. He he didn't he, he didn't, I don't think he walked anybody in his previous two starts, but this today he walked three. He ended up giving up six runs in the third and fourth inning. He just kind of got out of control for him. And he struck out five, gave up seven hits. But um, yeah, not great day for Dalton. Sonny was dealing. 
Sonny had a great day. I think he went seven innings. I forget, but he, he was really, really sharp. And in the, again, the Nene was a big thing um, for Barrera. Barrera hit a double, hit the Nene. But also, one, I noticed that Ramon Loriano did not do the Nene. In, uh, in the first inning, he hit a double, and he eventually came around to score uh, a run for the A's. But Ramon is so lasered in and so focused in that he did not hit the Nene at second base. It was just all business as usual. I guess that's pretty on brand for Ramon. So pretty much everybody but Ramon did it. Um, <laughs> and also this on this Wednesday day game, was uh, it was also a good one because Stephen Vogt came up to the booth. He sat for about 20, 30 minutes and talked to uh, Dallas and Glenn uh, during the game. Um, yeah, it was really good to, to hear Vogt. He, he said he's doing all right. He's running, he's throwing, he's hitting. He just started catching on Wednesday too. So maybe he'll be back soon. He didn't give a timetable on when he's going to be back. And vote, of course, has been out since 420, 420, <laughs> uh, April 20th, um, when Cedric Mullins, Baltimore Orioles player, was running down the field, running down the first baseline and kind of clipped his ankle. And I, I guess it caused a chain reaction to his knee. That's what vote was saying. And Vote was saying, you know, if this happens a hundred more times, he's not going to hit me like that. It was just kind of a freak accident. And Vote was giving a lot of love to Sonny Gray. They played some replays of his shutout, of the uh, shutout that Sonny threw, and some highlights of them together getting announced together at the 2015 All Star game. So good times. And Vote also said some really interesting stuff about because last year of course he got picked up, he got traded to the Atlanta Braves and he was saying his first day there him and Jock Peterson got traded to the Braves at the same time and they were driving home together from like to the hotel or whatever after their first game and vote looked at Peterson he's like dude what do you think about this clubhouse and Peterson's like oh this is the Braves clubhouse is boring man like we need to spice it up so vote was like all right you do your thing you you be flamboyant and like he of course Jock got the pearls and everybody was loving that and then votes like I'll do my thing, and yeah, they ended up getting rings. So vote doesn't know when he's going to get a ring. The A's don't play the Braves this year, but he—I don't know—it was just really cool to hear vote. You know, vote's just such a good baseball guy. I hope he's a skipper one day, and or you know, I wouldn't be surprised if one day he eventually joins the A's staff. And um, yeah, maybe he'll be a bench coach for Mark Kotze one day. Who knows? Maybe he'll be the skipper for the A's one day. Who knows? But honestly, got to say, Kate, I, I think Kate is doing a fine job. 16 and 24 for a team that had such low expectations. I feel like he's handling the bullpen pretty well. Shout out to Kotz. I think he's handling it pretty good for a first-year skipper. I haven't really had seen many, many head-scratching decisions. Um, I feel like sometimes Melvin would overthink things, but yeah, Kotze is a straight shooter. And from when everybody's all the players have said, he's a great communicator. So yeah, shout out to Kotz. But anyways, back to Wednesday's game, a little tangent there. Maybe vote will be the manager, but yeah, so vote was broadcasting and um, yeah, it's just an ugly game for the A's uh, after Dalton Jeffries got knocked around. Kirby Sneed also got knocked around. I know I've been tapping him. But, yeah, he got knocked around for five runs. He only got two outs. And then Adam Kalerik pitched the seventh and the eighth. And before, Chad Pinder came in in the ninth inning. So, 
that was cool. Uh, Chad Pinder got to pitch. <laughs> and at this point, it was 11 to four in the game. About the only highlight was that Luis Barrera had his first three hit day of his career and the A's first three hit day in over in about a week. And Pinder came in. He said this was his first game pitching since senior year of high school. And he said one time was good enough for him. That's probably about all he'd ever wants to pitch. <laughs> yeah, no, um, obviously not the circumstances. Um, it's really like one of the first opportunities I've been in a spot where I've been able to do it. Um, I think I think I'd be good not doing it again. <laughs> honestly. So it wasn't on your bucket list or anything. It, it was one time. And I did it <laughs> one time, and I think I'm good. Yeah. So he. Pinder was thrown. He was basically when he first got up, they were just trying to lob it in there. Like it was 45, 50 miles an hour. And then it got up to around 68, 70, 69 miles an hour. And then yeah, he dropped to 69. And I think Braden made some sort of comment about it. And at one point he ran it up to about 85. But uh <laughs> yeah. Um he said he had trouble locating his changeup. Here's what Pinder said about his pitches. I tried to throw a couple change-ups. I, like I said, when I was lobbing it, I just I couldn't get it over the plate. And I guess I need a little bit more practice. Yeah, so he had trouble lobbing it in there. He just had to – he said he, he ended up just trying to – when he hit 85, he was just trying to throw like he normally did if he's in the, if he's in the infield. So that's what he was going for. But for Katze, he said the main concern was watching Pinder hurt himself. That's what he was worried about. So here's what Kate said about that. You know, uh, from from Pender's side, you know, my fear is we were competitors, and he gassed up on a couple of pitches. I just, you know, my fear is getting him hurt. So, um, you know, I was I was uh, ner- more nervous that inning probably than I was the whole game. That's what happens, folks, when you're down by ten runs. <laughs> oh man. So, yeah, Pinder got knocked around quite a bit. He gave up three runs on two hits and two walks. His ERA will probably stand at 27 on his baseball reference page forever unless he gets back in there. No strikeouts, unfortunately. He retired Nick Gordon on a flyout, and he got bailed out by a double play. Shout out to Nick Allen. Hopefully they save that ball for him. And, yeah, Chad Pinder got the inning. But not usually I feel like when position players go in there, they, they actually do pretty well. They actually get like maybe maybe somebody gets on base, but they don't give up runs just because the change of pace is so hard for dudes. But yeah, Pinder got knocked around and Braden was saying maybe he got hurt because his 85 mile an hour pitches are kind of like batting practice speed. So but also Pinder had a funny little nugget. Uh, after the game, he said that Matt Olson used to lobby all the time to pitch, but of course the A's wouldn't put him out there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, when when Oli was here, he was the one that always say, "I'll do it. You know, I'll, I'll be the guy." But they obviously they're not putting Matt Olson on the mound. But yeah, I've I've said I'm I'm good to do it. I want to do it. And um, even the other day, doubleheader, I was like, "Hey, if you need me, you know, to do it." So. That's pretty funny. So I guess he was even lobbying to pitch. So Olsen was lobbying to pitch. Pinder was lobbying to pitch during the doubleheader uh, against the Angels earlier in the week. So 
Man, but the A's got wiped 14 to 4. They lost two of three from the Twins, five of six, but they finally got a much needed off day on Thursday. They had just played 15 games in 13 days, wiped out. And yeah, Kotze, you know, he's just worried. He 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 also said that he was he pitched Pinder because he didn't want to, you know, burn out the bullpen's arms. He didn't want to do it, but you know, they were down by seven at the time, and he just figured a percentage just said. If you're down by seven with three outs, you're probably not going to win. Bullpen's burnt out. Let's uh, let's get Pinder in there. So nothing too crazy. No Brett Phillips shenanigans, but shout out to Pinder getting his inning in. Hope he got a ball from that. But, yeah. All right, and we got one more bit of news that actually just dropped. The A's have placed Dalton Jeffries on the injured list, actually, with nerve irritation in his arm. And after the game, Mark Kotze said that it was bicep tendonitis. So and he said they would be doing some tests. So I guess they figured that out. So he'll be on the injured list just as soon as Irvin comes back. And they brought up Zach Logue and Jacob Lemoyne while also optioning Kirby Sneed back to AAA. So, hey, Nick Allen is still here, AAA. Jacob Lemoyne is back. Zach Logue's back in the rotation with Cole Irvin as Dalton Jeffries goes to the IL. Adrian Martinez stays down in AAA as well. So now the A's rotation is looking like Frankie, James Caprillion, Cole Irvin, Paul Blackburn, and Zach Logue. So the A's lost two of three. It's time to hand out the series awards, the MVP. For this one, I'm going to go for Seth Brown. He had hits in all three games. He drove in a couple of runs. Looks like he's kind of rounding into form, had a couple of opportunistic hits. And the Cy Young, the Ricky Henderson of Cy Young Awards for the Twin Series goes, I'm going to go to Danny Jimenez for his five-out save on Tuesday. The starters were kind of meh. Maybe Caprillion uh, deserved it. He did all right. But I'm going to go to Danny Jimenez for his five-out save. And that's because the rookie of the year, I'm going to go with Kevin Smith. He snapped out of his funk. He hit a dinger. He had a couple of back-to-back. He had a back-to-back two-hit days to wrap up the series, and the Rolades relief man of the year of the series has got to be Chad Pinder. Shout out to Pinder, first relief appearance, but the A's got wiped. So, time to take a look at some numbers here. And Luis Barrera is actually doing pretty good. He's got a 885 OPS hitting 348 for the A's. Sheldon Noisy also came back on Wednesday. He remains the A's top hitter, regular hitter at 272. Then Pinder's at 253. And after that, nobody else hitting under 250. Jed was heating up. He was doing all right. Elvis is doing all right. He's heating up a bit. But yeah, pretty slim pickings in the A's lineup. But yeah, Murph and Smith broke out of theirs. Nick Allen is back up for the time being. And, yeah, so the A's have – it looks like they have seven starting pitchers for for big leaguers right now. They got Frankie. They got Dalton. They got Paul Blackburn. They got Cole Irvin, James Caprillion. Uh, Irvin's probably could come back on Sunday against the Angels. Uh, then of course, they have Zach Logue and Adrian Martinez. And I think Adam Aller kind of pitched himself out of the – He's number eight on the list. I think he kind of pitched himself out of it. Uh, Rotation options until the A's really need somebody. But I think for now, um, Logue and Martinez will probably be the first two guys up if the A's need somebody back. But, yeah, let's see. The A's 
bullpen, Zach Jackson and Domingo Acevedo. They're one off the major league lead with 18 appearances each. Zach Jackson's having himself a fine year. He's got 23 strikeouts, a 3.12 ERA, probably too many walks with 12 walks, but hey, only 11 hits and 17 innings. So that's pretty good. Got that tomahawk delivery. It's kind of hard to see the ball. Danny, um, Danny Jimenez and AJ Puck holding it down. Sam Mole still got a 1.06 ERA. But yeah, Danny and AJ Puck, their ERAs are under one. Danny's got a 0.98. Puck's got a 0.86. Justin Grimm's actually having himself a, oh, excuse me. I was reading whips. Excuse me. Danny Jimenez is a 0.59. AJ Puck has a 0.55. And Sam Mole has a 0.79. So those are the three ace relievers with ERAs under one. And the offense, yeah. Little rough here, folks. The A's had the major league's worst batting average, 205, worst on base at 273, and worst slugging at 314. Of course, that will give you the wor- league's worst OPS at 587. So, a big problem has been strikeouts. They rank seventh in the bigs, seventh worst in the bigs with 342 strikeouts. That's third worst in the American League. And yeah, not looking too hot there. The A's are definitely rebuilding. I think Frankie Montas might be on his way out. If he keeps his hot pitching up, um, the A's can get something good for him. A's are once again struggling to find that runners and scoring position magic that they had from early in the season. But the pitching depth is pretty good. Their bullpen is amazing. I think the A's had a stat on the broadcast that over the past 15 or 16 games, the A's bullpen has been best in MLB. And again, they have seven big league quality worthy starters, I think, right now. Frankie Montas, Cole Irvin, James Caprillion, Paul Blackburn, Dalton Jeffries, who are all in the rotation now, uh, Zach Logue, Adrian Martinez. So Cole Irvin pitched on Tuesday, could be coming back on Sunday. Um, A's have not announced that starter yet. Let's take a look at the standings. It's looking like 2022 is going to come down to the Astros and the Angels, folks, and the ALS. The Astros are 25 and 14. They're 7-3 seven, seven in their last 10. But the Angels just got swept by the Rangers. Watch out now. Here come the Rangers. Uh, but no, it's basically, you know, the, the Angels are a game and a half back at 24 and 16. And then Texas is 17 and 20. They're seven games out of first. The Mariners are eight games out of first and 17 and 22. And then the A's are nine and a half games out of first, 16 and 24. So the Rangers, Mariners, and A's are kind of clumped down at the bottom. Astros and Angels have separated themselves. And up next this weekend, we're starting tonight, actually, in a few hours here. The A's will be down in Anaheim for a three-game set. Paul Blackburn is going to be facing Chase Silseth, that impressive 11th-round pick from the uh, Astros from from their draft last year, first rookie from 2021 to appear in the bigs. He will start against Paul Blackburn. And on Saturday night, it will be Frankie Montas versus Michael Lorenzen. And on Sunday, the A's have not announced their starter yet because Cole Irvin and Caprillion both pitched on Tuesday. And I believe, yeah, that if they're on five days rest, <clears throat> or wait, yeah, if they're on five days rest, four days rest, they would pitch on Sunday. So, We'll see if it'll be Cap or Irvin, and hopefully it's Irvin because, you know, I think it's really cool that he grew up in Anaheim area. He went to Servite, 
high school there in Anaheim. He used to be on the grounds crew at Angel Stadium. So that's a wrap for this season uh, series recap. The A's lose, lose two out of three from the Twins. They're in last place in the AL West. But, hey, pitching is looking good. Mark is kind of, you know, holding them together, I think, doing what he's got to do. And Chad Pinder got to pitch. So thank you very much. I'm your host, Alex Espinoza. Thanks for listening to the Ricky Henderson the Podcast, the greatest fall podcast of GOAP. Make sure to download, like, subscribe, tell all your friends. <laughs> and yeah, thank you so much for listening to episode 50. Can't believe we made it to 50. And the A's play the Angels this weekend. And of course, stay tuned to our Twitter and Instagram at Ricky Blog. Got some cool stuff cooking up once the Warriors are done this summer. Have a lot more time. Hopefully get these out in a more timely manner. All right. Have a good night. Have a good afternoon. Good day, wherever you're at. All right. Take care.